Go. Yeah. Welcome to the Real Estate <laughs> Podcast, where... Episode... Episode two. Episode number two. Welcome we, back, welcome everybody. Back. We are a real estate show that uh, touches on all things real about the world of real estate. It's a no bull, no fluff. Straight down the line. <laughs> Direct approach to buying, selling, yes, working in the industry... Uh, for those who missed the first episode, we're going to share all of these things week to week and we'll have some guest speakers on. Um, we've got Ash Barty lined up. We, uh, we still haven't told her about it yet. but We've got the uh, the mic here ready for you, Ash. So, Looking um, forward to having you on, Ash, um, when the time's right. We know you're already. taking a bit of time to relax after retirement. So, um, But yeah, look, we're looking forward to having Ash on as well. Talk a little bit about being a successful person in life. So that'll be, that'll be good as well. We need it. Um, look... Mate, after I watched the first episode, I sort of thought to myself, um, you know, 95% of the people that might be listening or watching watching the show, uh, probably thinking, who are these pair of characters? <laughs> um, and just before we go into what we've got uh, lined up for today, I thought I'd give us a little bit of credibility, just to make sure that the people at home can be assured that the advice and the information we're giving them has some merit. Correct. And I, I completely agree. Um, I mean, anyone can jump on these shows and start rambling on. I see it actually. I see a fair bit of it. You know, it's coaching and training yeah. from the people that have got no experience in life at all. So. Yeah. I was, I was watching a show the other night and it was something very similar. I think it was like Matty John's show or something like that. <laughs> but um, no, look, for the people at home, I mean, even just off the bat, Kurt Coburn, um, NGU Real Estate. I mean, mate, I've been your best friend for 20 plus years. You know, I've seen you go from working out in the rigs, uh, being a chippy by trade, coming into real estate six years ago. Um, you know, within two years, you've opened up the the branch here in Greater Springfield through NGU. You've you've sold over 100 properties a year for the last three years, putting in the top 1% of uh, real estate agents in the country. You've um, I've seen you do development projects. I've seen you turn over over homes i've seen you flip properties i've seen you sell and purchase i mean you've just bought another house in augustine heights so in regards to owning a business and touching on all things real estate you're someone that's obviously been in it you've seen everything and what you're going to be telling people is going to have a lot of credit to it yeah i think that the, the best part of the advice that I can give people is not only have I been in real estate for a long period of time, but I've been on both sides of it. I've, I've bought properties, I've sold properties, yep. uh, obviously not through myself, with other agents, so I've had that experience from both ends and understand that. Um, I've obviously listed and sold a lot of homes over over the, the, you know, the past six years. Um, and I guess I've, a lot of the stuff that I've learned, a lot of stuff that I know about real estate, I've built from the ground up myself and it hasn't been a replication of what someone else has done and I think I've just got a true understanding of each facet of real estate whether that again is buying a house selling a house or representing a home on somebody's behalf to sell it as what as obviously is what we do as real estate agents so yep. when we share the information with the audience and when we talk about these particular subjects I want people to have confidence that the information we're providing is relevant um, it, it's actually been used before by myself um, to get me to where I am now. And I hope people can really take some confidence and use some of the information we give out and um, 
get some benefit out of it. Absolutely. And look, take it from me, uh, you know, when people are listening to to the advice that um, Kurt and everyone that we have on the show, um, you know, even for myself, I've only been in real estate just under two years, mate, and everything that I've learned in such a quick amount of time is because of the, the stuff that you have taught me and then the mentoring you've done. So, um, Well, I think a lot of about success and whether that be real estate, sport or anything else, you know, a lot of that comes from life experiences as well. Yeah. And mental capacity to be able to handle things. Absolutely. Um, so I think having a background of being a chippy just makes you a different type of character. We're obviously both brought up in country towns where – you know, it's a little bit different to, to, to what it's like to be grow up in Brisbane or Sydney or something like that. So mm. our mental capacity and the way that we act and stuff is probably a little bit different and we're brought up a little bit differently. Mm. Um, mate, I mean, you, you spent seven years of your life as doing FIFO work as a Sparky and, you know, travelling around Sydney and Adelaide and you've been everywhere doing that. You've obviously run and managed projects, project management. Um, I'm not sure you did a great deal at that point whilst you were managing, but you were there. <laughs> yeah, I was there. Um, <laughs> you know, over that seven years of, of sacrificing a lot of your life and family time, you managed to save 20 bucks. So that was always a positive, um, you know, and a couple of things to give Dan some credibility. I mean, he's, he was named man of the match in the Oakey Valleys game in 2017, A grade. That was, you know, that's a great accolade to have on your belt. Twice. Thank you. Um, what's some, some of the other things, mate, you featured as Mr. November in the um, 2018 trades magazine. Um, that definitely wouldn't happen anymore. The rig's a little bit different these days. <laughs> Real estate will do it to you. I, yeah. I, I'm the first to put my hand up. And you say, warned me. Yeah, well, it happens. I mean, you get distracted and, you know, routine's a big thing and, you know, it's obviously good for your mental health. Just busy. We're all trying to hook back into the gym a bit, actually, at the minute. Yeah. We've got to look after ourselves. Actually, going on that, and it's funny, we talk about um, and how the show sort of flows into what we were expecting to talk about. We were asking last week, last episode, uh, about questions that we want people to send in. Um, and we had a question. And well, we've had several actually, but one of them that, that sort of stood out to me, um, and, and it sort of goes with the the fact of losing shape and size and getting into the old dad bod is what does a real estate agent do day to day? Yeah, that's a, I mean, it's such a common question. I've had it a million times since I've been in real estate from people I've worked with and people that want to get into real Can estate. Can I just pause you here? I was watching a heap of podcast shows in the couple of weeks and everyone has like a cup of water, so I thought I'd... Throw a bit of water on the table. You got mate. world's best dad, and I got the old NGU. Really. <laughs> yeah, that shows you where we're at. A bit rude, but just touching back on that, it's a very common question, and that answer to that question changes from agent to agent and yep. level of experience and what what you actually do as an agent. So, when you start as an agent, to what it's sort of what I do now, completely different. Absolutely, what you do day to day versus what my guys do or my associates or what myself does completely different because everyone's just at different levels for the new guys it's it's a big um a big commitment there's a lot to give up to be successful to get your name out there to start real estate i would suggest anyone doing it to to probably start as an associate because to learn on the fly and have the knowledge and experience around what you need to do to actually achieve the best price for a vendor can't come to you naturally no the reason i got away with it is because i'd been involved in it and i had homes and i bought and sold so i knew the process and i had you know other people around me that were in the industry so i'd spent 
time before I got into the industry, years before I got in, learning, studying, reading, understanding the process around real estate and how it worked. Yeah. So when you start in real estate, I guess the biggest thing for real estate agent is to try and promote themselves to get into people's doors, to give them an opportunity, um, to show someone what they can do, how they can do it. Um, so therefore, marketing is obviously a major, major part of, of being a new real estate agent. Marketing yourself. Yeah, correctly. So Correct. So, um, I mean, for me now, it's a lot more about management. So my time's more spent managing the team and the staff around, you know, I've got two guys that work directly with me selling. So I spend a lot more time managing what they're doing around prospecting for our team, marketing our properties. Um, and then I guess I handle a lot of the day-to-day business running and you know, putting deals together essentially. So my, my core focus is having my guys find the people that want to buy my vendors' homes and then that's when I get involved in the conversation and obviously try and piece together the best negotiation I can for them. Yeah, You can probably describe a little bit better day-to-day for you, which will give people a more better insight as to, you know, what do you do Monday through Friday? What's your day-to-day look like, hours, etc. Yeah, exactly right. Like you said, it, it, it definitely changes, doesn't it? And my day-to-day is completely different. I mean, I'm... I'm going through that marketing stage and I'm continuing to, to try and get my name in the public eye. Um, I'm just over, you know, I'm just under two years sort of in the industry now and that marketing phase is starting to slow down now. I don't have to do as much, but I'm still door knocking. I'm still letter dropping. I'm still advertising around every sale that I've got. Um, I've just bought 700 bucks worth of um, uh, advertising gear in Rebel Sports to then go to the schools, local schools, and run a local competition in the next couple of months. So all of that sort of for me is still, you know, inundates my day. Yeah. Um, the, the, the entire, the rest of my day is trying to obviously get the, the best result for my vendors as possible. Um, luckily for me, I've just bought on an assistant. So now I'm going to be learning from you how to then manage yeah. Uh, which is a completely different world. I guess for a real estate agent, I think what a lot of people get confused with, they think you started a real estate agency and they hand you the listings and you sell them. Yes. That's definitely not. completely not what happens. When an agent starts as an agent, their job is to bring on listings. So they need to find people that know them, trust them, yep. like them, yep. and give them an opportunity to sell a house. Now, it's obviously a very competitive market. You've got agents that charge 1% commission. You've got agents that charge 3% commission and all sorts in between. And you've got the free marketing, no marketing, cheap marketing packages. Um, you know, so there's such a range. And we'll touch on this a bit more moving down the track around, you know, what what agents, what's the difference between agents, I guess. Yep. Um, but that, that's, I guess, the, the main idea for an agent is to try and get listings to then sell. And yep. if you don't list, you can't sell. And if you don't sell, you don't make any money. Yep. So, um, and the big difference, I guess, that I've tried to really push into my agents is no matter about the money, it's about doing the right thing to get in the door and then telling the people the right information, whether that means you win or lose the business. Mm. I think you can win every piece of business if you're knowledgeable and smart enough without having to be a lying cheat. Yeah. And there's plenty of that that goes on, but the reason I've had such great success and the reason that I, I get recommended so highly and the reason I get called in to repeat business a lot is because I've always done the right thing by people from start to finish and the money's not been the, yep. the, the driver for me. Well, it's not the sale. It, it's about what you do with it. And, you know, when I first started, I, I thought I just need to get a sale. I just need to get the sale. 
I've actually got more listings from the door knocks and the conversations I had with people. Helping people. Just in the first six months, the appraisals I gave people, it wasn't necessarily the listings and the sales that have created me business. It's been those conversations, those relationships I've built in the six months. They've actually referred me to people that are selling. That's right. So it's been amazing. The door knocking and the conversations with people has, has been what's created me some momentum. The sales and then once you get the opportunity to sell – um, building relationships with those people and then getting good reviews and recommendations from that is obviously a bonus again. But I would say for anyone that's starting, don't be consumed by the fact that you don't have the listings or you don't have the sales to build momentum. You can create that momentum in and anywhere. You know, you can create those those relationships doing anything. Yeah, so I guess a, a brief overview of a day today is one, um, marketing yourself to try and get more listings or marketing off the back of listings that you've sold. Yep. Um, number two, obviously, there's a lot of inquiry that comes through on properties, particularly at the moment. So there's obviously replying to all of those people. So every time an email comes through, SMS, etc., cetera, um, our team's obviously replying to them every day, making phone calls to those buyers. Um, we're then checking on the status of each sale. So at any one point in time, we may have 20, 30 properties under contract. So therefore, there's 20 or 30 building and pest inspections that need to be organized Finance. And, and found out there's, there's finance clauses the settlements coming each week so we're constantly communicating between buyer and seller through the whole process of that and attending you know building pest inspections finance um you know can um inspections as well um then there's a whole range of other things that are happening in between for those sales whilst we're trying to take buyers through properties that we've currently got on the market um so we're obviously showing buyers through we're then relaying feedback back to owners with vendor reports so what's happening um so lots of you know, there's lots of spinning cogs, I guess, in the in the real estate world, and um, unless you line them all up properly, I don't think you can be successful. But yeah, um, that's a, I guess that's a basic overview of what Very an agent basic. does. Yeah. Um, Dan, we were going to touch this week a little bit. You know, it's obviously a real estate show, so we thought we should talk a little bit about what's happening in the market. Absolutely. More in particular for Greater Springfield, I know Sydney, Melbourne are going through a different phase to us at the moment, along with Perth. Um, you know, the, the more southern and east, uh, western sort of suburbs out of Toowoomba and stuff are behaving a little bit differently. Mm. Brisbane's probably behaving differently to here as well. But what we're going to do is, is give you our overview on what, what's happening here in our market, in our core area, and yep. what we're seeing day to day. Yeah, well, look, uh, I think it's got to go, you like, we, we've got to base something off of what everyone's seeing in the media as well. It's having some sort of an impact in it. Like, we've seen a, a small decrease in, in the last couple of months particularly, uh, I mean, from the late part of last year, we've seen a, a pretty decent sort of increase in, in purchase price. Um, everyone thought that it was going to start to slow down. It came into February this year and it went through the roof again. Mm. Um, in the last couple of months, I definitely think it's taken a correction, what we're calling a correction phase. What I want people to understand by correction is the market here hasn't shifted backwards at all. Mm. We've just ceased the climb essentially yeah so where we were growing at a rapid rate has now really plateaued yeah and the numbers are still good people are still paying good money for property they're just taking a bit more time that's right and that they're giving themselves an opportunity to see more homes because 
the days on market are starting to creep up. And by creep up, we've gone from two to three days on the market to maybe a week or two. Yep. So therefore, buyers that were rushing in and there was 20 or 30 offers at one time, you know, that, that's not happening now. There might be two, one to three offers and people have got more time to, to assess the market and look at other properties. Yeah, and, and I think the difference from what is happening in, in the real world of real estate in Greater Springfield here is like you said, we're still selling homes and we're still selling them for good prices. We've got a lot of scared buyers at the moment that are coming through our, our doors and, and explaining to us that if I buy this house for 700000 right now, it's going to be worth 600000 in 12 months. Mm. Um, to those people, I would say, you know, we're still getting the results and we can send that to you and show you. Uh, and I would also say if you're purchasing to live in or invest, think about that long-term gain as well. Look, I, I can never give any better advice to people than I'd give to myself. Yeah. And... I have that much confidence in this greater Springfield market that it will continue to move along strongly yep. um, that I've just purchased one myself for close to 1.2 million in Augustine Heights. And I think we'll do well out of that property. I have zero fear that we've, you know, we're going to lose money on it because yep. the, the supply versus demand here is one facet. Yep. The infrastructure coming to Greater Springfield is, is, is going to just help that decrease. I mean, uh, even if the market is dropping, that infrastructure growth will help the growth or the supply, uh, the demand level, yep. um, which will continue to help prices stabilise and stay stable here. Mm. And the population expectation and growth for here over the next 10 years is almost triple where we're at now. Now, I would like to think that the numbers always talk and to have that many people move to this area with the level of amount of properties on the market now and the building crisis we're in, the supply versus demand is only going to get shorter and shorter. So Absolutely. for me, that just means an increase. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that like I, I'd say that's to everyone that's moving here or, or acquiring about here through any of our properties available. I think Greater Springfield is a really good opportunity. A really good opportunity. Yeah, I, I mean the boat hasn't sailed yet. No. It. it, it it started sailing and people got on it early, but it's still sailing. It's still sailing strong. So yeah. I've complete and utter confidence in the market. If I was a buyer out there right now, I certainly wouldn't be fearful to purchase. You know, I don't think you're going to do your ass by any means. I think you're you know, in a very strong position and comfortable. Mm. And for the sellers out there, I think you should have great confidence that the market's still strong. Like we would have begged for these prices two years ago. Mm. They're not going backwards. They've just stabilized in a really good position. So... If you're in a position that you want to sell, absolutely. Yeah. Particularly if you're buying and selling in the same market, who cares if it's up or down? Yep. But if you're selling to move elsewhere, you're still in a you're still in a good position. So, I've a complete and utter confidence in it. You know, there's no fear for me. The media squawks and squawks. If we listen to them all the time, then you know we'd be absolute jokes of no idea because you look back to to COVID's times when it started yeah all we heard was, was the doom and gloom and how's it drop by 50, yeah it'd be 50 percent drop in prices and this is going to happen and that's going to happen i mean yeah. it was complete opposite so and for those of you that you know are, are reading into the fear bubble of the interest rate rises well do yourself a favor google interest um rates 2018 first today and just check it out mm. well Look, that'll probably wrap us up for today. We'll just keep going into different aspects of real estate. Next week, I really want to go into buyers, mate, because we see a lot of the don'ts, like you mentioned last episode. Uh, we want to touch on the process for buyers, how to make it easier for yourself, what not to do, because um, we've seen a lot of that. 
Um, I think it's important to understand for those out there, like we're here to represent the seller, but we're going to educate the buyers on giving themselves a better opportunity to purchase a property in a market that's still very strong because people do stupid things. They say stupid things that are unnecessary that put them in a position where their offer gets pushed out the door and someone else is favoured. Yes, mate, just to wrap it up, I thought we've got to go through the tips this week. Yes. It's the first week of the finals. What have you got for me? Do you want me to... I'll read out my multi. So we've got... <laughs> your multi. <laughs> I've got a multi on. I'll bring out the game. What's the first game? It's, uh, it's the Eels Parra versus, game. Yeah, Eels versus um, Penrith. Mate, I'll, I'm going to go the underdogs here. Like the Eels are in flying form. They're on a bit of a run. They're on a bit of a roll. They're fast-paced, high energy. Right. Um, I think leading into the finals, mate, they're a strong contester. So I'm going to take the underdogs in this game. Um, Cleary's obviously just coming back. Yes. Um, so, you know, I'm hoping they might be a little bit of off. They might be off structure a little bit, uh, the Panda side. I think so. What about Storm Canberra? I mean, Raiders have been four times in a row down there, Melbourne. Yeah, I know. But I just have to back Melbourne. I think Bellamy, strong team, strong Good team, good side. Look, I, I just can't see Melbourne getting beaten. Sharks, Cowboys. Going the underdogs again. I think um, the Cowboys have been on a bit of a shitty run. Yes. Um, but I think they might have got a lecture and, um, you know, JT might have been into the boys about um, pride in the jersey and I think they might come out this week, dig in and um, have the win. I certainly hope so. And then the, the, the rivalry clash on the Sunday, Sydney versus... The rabbits. Well, I'm not a big fan of either team, to be honest <laughs> with you. A um, couple of characters in each side that I'm not a, very fond of. But yeah. um, look, I, I think the Roosters have been playing very well. Um, and I think they're going to be the team to beat come Sunday. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for obviously joining us today. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. We'll go through all the buyers and, and touch more on the market. And hopefully, I dare say, there's every chance we could have Ash Barty here next week. Hooroo. Hooroo.